Hey guys, welcome back to the Arthritis Podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works, where each week we take some from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. Hello, my name is Ben. Oh, we're back, baby. We had last week off because everyone was sick. Because everyone me. was dying. I was fine. I was dying. So I had a cruisy evening off. Um, but I ev- did not have a cruisy evening. <laughs> everyone else dying. was very unwell. So we skipped a week. We apologize. We're back now. We're sorry. We missed you. We love you. But Kisses. also we can do what we want. So like- but uh, yeah, also it's my goddamn pretend radio show. So yeah. fuck you. Step off. Stop emailing me. Now we got one email being like, hope you guys are okay. No, don't sick. And I was like, Very cute. Nice. Thanks, bro. We're fine. Good looking out. Well, David was fine. I was fine. I man. was dying. I had a really, I had a really lovely evening. Actually, I had a few God. beers. Um, went to my partner's I, place. It was really if, nice. If I drank like alcohol on the medication that I was on, I would have, and I quote my doctor, felt like I was dying without the release of death. So thanks, bad. doctor. I'm not going to say your name. Thanks, doc. Thank, thank. Um, speaking of decisions we're going to regret in the future, uh, we're doing something weird this week, and it's a. It's a topic that we've covered before, and it's also something what, that- we're just re- retreading ground? <laughs> well, it's something that I have a really weird relationship with in the time since it's come out, and since we've recorded that, like, which I'll get into in a minute, but um, we're going to talk about the humor of Bo Burnham's Make Happy. Oh, again? Again. Wow. Um, if those of you uninitiated, Make Happy is a stand-up comedy routine by Bo Burnham, which he performed from 2015 to 2016, and it was released on Netflix mid-2016. Um, so talk to me about uh, what you thought the first time um, coming back to it now oh, coming back versus kind of when you first saw it. What's kind of changed for you in the time since? Oh, I think for one is that I like every now and then I'll go and I'll sort of like listen to Bo Burnham's music or I'll sort of like I'll listen to one of his um, shows, but I'll always I'll only ever do his shows on Netf- uh, Spotify just edit yeah. out where I nearly said Netflix. I've always just done like the Spotify ones. Adam, dub over that. Make it sound like you got yeah. it right. So, uh, what, words, words, words. Those are the only two. Uh, the, um, well, the self-titled, the Bo, Bo, is it Bo there's Bo? A, there's a Bo Burnham album, but that's yeah. mainly just songs that he performs in that's words, right. words, words, and mm-hmm. what. Mainly words, words, words. So, like, <clears throat> when, for me, like, Bo Burnham, whenever it's like, whenever it's like in my head, it's always songs from those albums. It's not Make Happy. So, yeah, when I went back to Make Happy and I sort of had this idea of like, oh, this is what happens in Make Happy. It's like the show where he makes these jokes. And I was like, oh, like I was thinking of what? Like, I was like, yep. this is completely it's different. It's totally different yeah. than everything he's ever done. Yeah. But um, it's also the same. It's weird. Oh, yeah. It's super similar. But like going back to it, I was just like, oh, this is all like new material. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's like brand new. So weird. Like, oh, bail- interesting. So you came into it fresh. I guess. Ish. Fresher. Yeah. I mean, it's still a continuation of the themes and what, but it's definitely- like I, Yeah, beast. what I did was I, I, I actually listened to words, 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 and then what, and then I watched the mm. Netflix special. Like, I did I did all three oh, cool. okay. um, to sort of lead up to it. And yeah, when I was- Because when, when I was listening to what, I was like, isn't this Make Happy? Interesting. Yeah. They have a lot in common. Um, I think it's definitely where he ended up, for sure. Um, I have a really, really weird relationship with this comedy special, so- <laughs> This, this is ep- one of the- this episode's about David. Oh boy, for um, it's about David. Yeah one one of the more one of the more, most successful pieces of content that we make tend to be either around one of three things. It's either BoJack Horseman, <laughs> Subnautica, or Bo Burnham. Right? Mm, I wonder why. Uh, yeah, and it's I think a lot of the time it's because we get a lot of we pull a lot of interesting stuff out of it, but there are also people and shows and pieces of content that engage people to think more critically, more in a more complex way. Right. That and Rick and Morty. Those are like the top four. Um, 
Fucking rude. I have varying degrees of like mental health to, uh, across Hooray! the year. Like, and like every now and then I'll have like a really bad mental health week or like a really, really bad mental health day. And one of the things that I do when I have a really bad day um, is I will watch this comedy special. I know it's fucking weird because it's so. It's a, a weird way to. So here's pick yourself up. I'll get to why after the summary, but I think honestly, like the the top level for me is that it's complex enough and has enough in it that I mentally re-engage. Because one of the things I do when I have a bad mental health day is I kind of slide off everything, right? And I kind of retreat retreat into myself, and for me, this re-engages me because it is so kind of complex. It's so mean. It'll just kick you out of any bad yeah, feelings. Yeah, and, and it also like, makes- Stop being sad, you dickhead. Yeah, it's also like, grow the fuck up. You're not supposed to be happy. And I think for me, that helps. Um, right. It's weird. Let me get through the summary, and then we'll kind of- Then we'll get, get to how we're going to tackle this episode. You want me to do the summary? Uh, yeah. Uh, Bo Burnham says jokes for an hour. Mm. Um, I can give it a little more structure than that. Okay. Like. Um, we're going to go through a joke by joke. Well, not joke, but like- Joke by joke? Kind of chunked bit. This is going to be reading the script chunk, if you do that. Chunked bit by chunked bit in a minute but the summary is as follows this is what i wrote anyway in the introduction Bo burnham wakes up in a hotel room wearing clown makeup and walks to the theater as we hear a robotic voice address the audience the show itself is a continuation of the themes of what where Bo indirectly addresses comedic structure the entertainment industry and even directly calls out pop music country music and the perceived honesty that other comedians and entertainers report makes their work authentic the show closes with a loving parody of Kanye West's auto-tune rant, where Bo complains about Pringle cans and burritos to explore the intersection of satire and authenticity. The show ultimately ends with Bo taking his notebook to a piano in a dark room and asking the audience the question, are you happy? Bo leaves the piano and the notebook behind, stepping into the sun with the family, finally leaving behind the performance. Or is this happy new life its own kind of performance? Ah, uh, credits. If you want a fucking dive into that, if you watch our previous episode, that's pretty much all we just like. That's all we went into. I uh, I did really kind of lost our goddamn mind. I re-listened to that for this. Yeah, re- I I, un- I unwatchable. Unwatchable, like, really? Like, like unlistenable. Like I don't know. That, that, <laughs> Are we just wrong? <laughs> it, no, no. Like all the stuff we're talking about is right. We just had a very different cadence and rhythm. Oh god! And I just. I mean, it was years ago. And I just sound. I sound annoying. I don't okay. know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> like it's because of me. Like I'm sure David, for everyone else it's fine. But I, David. My voice is you a bit You finally different. realized. I finally found, like, a <laughs> rhythm sound- that's fine, where it's like, you know, Whoa. I don't mind my, my voice now, but back then I was like, fucking talk mm. properly, shithead. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the way that we're going to kind of go through this is we'll go, the joke's in rough order, and they're kind of chunked. I'm not going to do, like, every single joke. and then Every we'll, single fucking line. And I've got, like, a little bit of analysis on each, and then we'll just kind of I'll pick your brain about it, and that sort of thing. Um, and then we'll kind of see where we end up at the end. And then I have a, kind of an analysis of the ending and where I think sure. I'm at now versus where we were. Then. I think it's a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, he so, does. Bo Burnham himself does say that his show is a series of discrete bits that aren't related, that but then, related. Then but also, but then the question mm. is, everything he says on stage is the opposite of what he means. So, here we go. Um, so the first joke, obviously, is the call and response bit, and this is a fairly top level deconstruction of how, like, I don't know if you've ever been to like a really typical like show show, like a yes, rock show, like you a took me show. to like a horror show show. Yeah, and it's like it was the showiest show they, I've ever been to. Yeah, a lot of time, it always starts with. Like a call and response to get the audience in the mood, right? Like, I mean, the horror show one was great because, well, well, actually, the horror show one's different because they play public yeah. consumption, which is their hardest fucking tune, yeah. which gets everyone. I suppose going to a, if you go to a show that has an MC, mm. which I've never been to a show that has an MC, yeah, um, definitely that's what happens. Okay, so they try and engage you in that way, and but then obviously Bo's like inverting it because he's like, if you, if you're a virgin, let me hear you say hell yeah, and if you can divide by zero, and then obviously like the weird meta weed joke about like if you like smoking. Wait, let me say, hey, and then he does the police, the police arrive, right. which for me, I'm like, that cues up the fact that 
it's going to be fucking weird, like tonally, and also there's going to be a lot of meta jokes. Like that's a good, that's a kind of a good summary of all the jokes. In well, the show. I I think his um the openings to his shows are always the most like oh, like well produced mm-hmm. parts of his shows. Like there are there are bits in both What and Make Happy which are like. Just like so, you're just like, how did he like nail the timing? Or like, how did he think up this like insane sort of like repertoire of not even just like jokes, but just like performance? And he he calls it out in this one where he there's like a line later on where he says every line and every like every gesture is down to a T, and then there's like a sound effect, and he like plays out the sound effect like literally exactly. And you're just like, okay, like everything's planned. but the the openings are always very you know like the he knows people are going to be are going to say hell yeah to to me they feel more staged and planned whereas i think a lot of the rest of it is definitely arc, like it is it is structured in a way that means that he can't fuck it up whereas definitely the start is like i think of all the shows very much more like he knows exactly what's going to happen well i think in there's one part to to sort of tie into that idea of just like the whole performance is planned so in what he has that like you know a lot of the performance is planned but at least in the recorded version there's a lot of heckling well there's there's like two main points of heckling which he turns into these jokes Mm -hmm. which it's like you know they could be staged heckles or they could not be i think my understanding is they're not but given that his heckles were really famous on the internet for a while. I think people heckle the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in in what he gets the I love you and he does the whole like, you know, you don't mm-hmm. love me, you love the idea of me. He gets that in this one, doesn't he? He gets that in this one, but he, in this one, I which I which is why I think the heckle is real. He someone's just like I love you and he's just like he does the whole like like hate the haters, love the lovers. Reject both reject sides. Reject both sides the in the healthy middle. Yeah. And but then the hecklers call calls back. I love the idea of you, which is a direct which callback means they've to seen what? what, which is so. And cool. he just says, "Stop participating." Stop participatory like, thing. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Trying to immortalize something I've worked on for years. Yeah. Shut up. So yeah. I think I think the I think for one the hecklers are probably real. Um, Definitely. But it's that it's that interesting thing where it's like he's able to, and this is more just like down to him being such a good performer is that he's able to like. He's, he's good at responding to heckles, is what I'm getting at. I don't really know where this is going. No, but, you, but you're it, talking about how everything's planned, but then even the improvised stuff, he makes it feel like it, it fits feels into part planned. of it. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess... That's but then a, at the same time, it's just like, is it planned? I don't think so. My understanding is it's not. Having watched no, no, compilations not the, of... Not the heckles, but like, is the sh- like, how planned is the show? Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll, oh, right. we'll get to that, baby. Right. We'll that's kind of where I'm We'll going. get to that toward the end, because I think yeah. that talking through the jokes will help us understand how planned it feels versus how planned it is right next joke is the straight white male song which is oh my god probably the simplest joke in the whole show yeah, it's just but it's fucking funny well um, it's also like this song he he plays a slick piano solo like he's like legit like he's I, hot on the keys mate. like this compared to his previous songs where he kind of he the the piano is just like an accompaniment mm-hmm. This one, like, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to show off the fact that I'm classically trained. There, there's a and he's song, just like, oh, okay, Bo. <laughs> there's, this, there's a reference in this song to a song by Tim Minchin called Beauty, which is the same idea where it's Tim Minchin being like, I'm a really great musician. Oh, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Same as kind Tim of Minchin. idea where yeah. it's like, but, but, the whole, but there's, a, there's a luxury in giving into that and just performing <clears throat> really good music. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Straight White Male is a great example of like, even though the problems he's listing are really dumb and like nonsense or whatever, he's performing them. He's performing the song really well, but also 
I think there's a tendency, and this because Bo's like, you know, um, at the end of the joke, he says something like, um, I was kidding. I meant the opposite of everything I said or whatever it might, whatever the line is. Yeah. And I guess for me, when he's, he's going, these are my problems as a straight white guy, our natural reaction is to go, yeah, straight white guys do have it easy. But at the same time, those are all still things that normal people, like that everyone kind of goes, <clears throat> yeah, that still sometimes feels like a problem. Like that, there's already this layer of like... Well, it's, ba- it's basically, like the song is a, like, it's basically just like first world problems, mm. but just like in a different lens and he's almost criticizing himself for feeling that they're problems but at the same time acknowledging that they do still feel like problems like it's a it's that weird meta level that Bo seems to work on where i think the performance is the reason for that like and the fact that he's playing a fucking brilliant piano piece at the same time like there's so much going on in that that you have to kind of pick apart even though you can just take the top level and right. be like yeah straight white dudes do have it easy and that to me like i mean then he just fucking doubles down he goes into the the faggot record player joke which is there are so many levels to that joke <laughs> where like the fact that he he's doing a bit about being interrupted and then gets interrupted by himself pre-recorded then he calls himself a faggot combined with the fact that then he pretends to be upset with hypothetical sound guys to then claim credit for both being those sound guys writing executing planning and and conceiving of the whole bit but also owning the fact that he called himself a faggot and interrupted himself like it's it's just like a lot going on. It's it's as if it's as if like he performs the bit and then walks off stage and talks to his agent and he's like, "Yeah, I did all of that myself," but he's like still on stage. That happens a lot in this show <laughs> where like he'll start talking as if he's like he's, he's in done. A, yeah, yeah, and and he's like not in the show anymore. And then but the audience is still there. Yeah, and I think for me that's one of the one of the things. He, that- and he loops it like he he's like in. A lot of the times he won't even try to segue. Some segues are pretty slick. Like sometimes it's quite cohesive. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you'll be like, I don't know how to, you know, like there's there's no cohesion. So he'll just like walk over to the other side of the stage, bang on the piano for a bit and be like, we're resetting. There's a good one where he walks past the piano and just flips off the audience. And he's like, you don't know where I'm going. Oh, yeah. Because they like yeah. they start cheering yeah. and he's just like, I'm going to keep the element surprise. Actually, Fuck you all. That one. And when he sits down the first time and he goes, do you think I was not going to use it? <laughs> like th- there's, he alternates between pandering and needing the audience to, to approve and then also criticizing them and kind of pushing them away. Mm. And that's a big theme of this is that authenticity. When for he Bo. starts, when he like references hip hop artists like Kendrick and everyone yeah. starts cheering. He's, he's like, like don't, don't give credit. Don't give credit to other people outside this room. And th- there's a, there's a, there's an honesty to that where, I mean, obviously that comes into the rant at the end where he's like, my biggest problem is that I want to entertain, but the fact that you're here means that like it's, th- th- there's something complex to that. And I think the, the idea of that, that faggot record player joke is like, He's the kind of guy, and being someone who's like a little bit more feminine, like I kind of grew up with that too. Where it was like you do get called that a lot. Um, by he uses it. It's 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 the same. He gets the same. Oh, in, it's a running in, joke. Yeah, yeah, it's in what and also what's 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 like it's in all of them. There's also in his in the original like one of the first songs that ever made him famous is when he the like my whole family thinks I'm gay. Mm. Um, so it's always been a part of his identity. And for me, this particular song is him taking back all of that control and at the same time making it more matter and authentic by being like. At the same time, I kind of, in in, in being the uh, like the architect of that joke initially, I can never escape that. So he kind of owns a level of that with some there's some authenticity there. Yeah, but but I feel like it's almost like you know if he was to release another and this is like preemptive, but if he was like to release another one, it would he'd just like take the piss out of that joke. It would just be like, man, this is funny still, right? Yeah, you guys like remember how funny he'd probably be like, remember how funny this is? Yeah, I'm still beating this dead horse. Yeah, like it's it's. 
you know, and he ma- he sort of makes reference to that with the about the um like the the hip hop song where he's just like a better comedian or like a worse a- comedian would have milked that for four verses and a better, better comedian would have done, done it. Well, that's actually the next joke is little teapot. Oh, there we go. Which is just funny. It's just funny. It doesn't work on any meta level. It's just it's one again, much like um straight white guy. It's just a funny joke. Yeah. Um, I think like most of his music sort of st- when he actually does the songs, they just sort of sit quite yeah, they're on the contained own. thing. Yeah. Except for one which we'll get to, which I think is uh, which is I, th- I think is the exact point that you're getting to. Um joke after that. Uh, I have nothing else to really say about little teapot. It's fucking good. Um it's the next funny. the yeah. next one is sex with Rob's mom, which <laughs> I which is a joke about the pre-recorded nature yeah, of the yeah. faggot record player joke. And it's a joke about like the like how that's how like stage how, how the stage show is. Yeah. Um and obviously like for for context, that's the that's the piece of the the um the show where it's a pre-recorded track that pauses to allow him to say the person's one syllable name. Yeah. Um, and at every show- Well, not even it's just like, just however many syllables- Anyone's name. Yeah. Like, um, there's no rhyme scheme that requires that. No. Like, that's the thing. Like, this song works. Like, he's written it in a way where it, it could take any name. And well, f- he, he just has to get a guy. Well, and, and for me, I guess that- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't think he even does. No, because it's just like, what's the son's name? Rob. Rob, you're so right. So as long as it's a man. Yeah. So it's a really easy, and I think that for me is the easiest, that's that's the midpoint of the show. So I think that's when Bo's recharging. Because one of the things that we'll learn as we get toward the end is that Bo, throughout the whole tour of this show, suffered from like huge anxiety attacks to the point where like Christ. he almost died a few times. <laughs> oh, good. Um, Because the show was so planned yeah. that he wasn't- if he doesn't catch up or keep up. So there was no authenticity on stage. And we'll kind of get to it at the end, but just keep that in mind that, like, he's super anxious this whole time. And right. when he's pretending to be anxious and directionless, it's not an act. So, but he's written the show in a way that allows for him to act very scattered. Right. So, it's kind of, I mean, like, those hard segues that let him, res- let, let him reset. Yeah. So, there's, there's kind of an element of, like, self-servingness to the way the show is planned, which comes back to what he says at the start, which is, I hope I don't get more from this than you do. Which will kind of fall back in, but then obviously the next joke is just the country music joke, which is fucking oh, I, funny for me. I think that's the that's best. The best that's of the, the best, whole that's show. That's it's whole so thing. funny. It's just again, it's very self-contained. It's just it's just funny. It's just wordplay too. Yeah, it's so it's, good. It's very similar. Yeah, it's basically as words, words, words. I I fucking love the country yeah. music one. Um, I have nothing insightful to say. Just that it's <laughs> just that it's funny. Yeah. Um, it's and a good the, time. the scarecrow thing is yeah, just it's hysterical. Just, it's just it's just a good thing. Yeah, it's yeah. just a good one. Um, then the weirdest joke of the entire show, I would argue. Um, actually, that's not true. The second weirdest is the Tonight Show penis inversion, where Bo rants about how unoriginal entertainment, like the Tonight Show, is like lip syncing and so forth, and how it's the death of culture, and then nothing is original anymore. He then performs what I would argue is the most original and confusing joke ever written on stage, where he mimes that he's looking at a dick in a bathroom stall using the microphone from stage, and then he rips the microphone off. And explains that it's not a dick and the show is a series of discrete bits, despite the fact that that builds on every other joke up to that point. Right. And, like, like it's almost a criticism of his own criticism of jokes, where he basically spends his whole show proving that, like, and his whole career, really, um, saying that, like, unoriginal jokes and entertainment is, like, the death of culture. And then in every single show, he has a sing- he has at least one joke about how, ent- like, original doesn't mean good. Like, I think in what, it's where he has, like, this big swelling music, and then he just, like, farts into the microphone. Um, and he goes, original doesn't mean good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that is the same thing, you know, f- for me in this one, where it's like, that joke doesn't make any fucking sense, where he rips off the microphone, he's like, I'm now not talking into his dick. Well, I, th- I think that is, at least the build-up is, is similar to his, um, 
sort of like it's it's almost like Rowan Atkinson level of sort of like performance humor. Mm-hmm. So like the you know when you're making when he makes like the peanut butter jelly sandwich, which is in this yeah it's like later on in this show it's two jokes two no, it's yeah. we, got, we got one song and then we get that okay so it's like it's that it's it's that combination of the pre-recorded mm-hmm. sort of aspect of the show combined with him just being a funny guy like yeah. he's you know, he's got that sort of uh physical humor aspect to him um yeah and it's it's that for me, like the build-up is just yeah, it's just like a solid performance, right? And I, I guess the the reason I'm so interested in that is, but in the in the penis joke, yeah, like like because because he go he goes entertainment's dying. We're just seeing people like mouth along to songs we've heard too much of, and the joke is always the same thing. It's either one or two things. It's either a, a female performer, ironically like lip syncing to a hip hop song, or, a, or it's a guy, a guy ironically lip syncing to a woman's to a song. song. Yeah. And it's like that's so unoriginal and dumb. And then he proves the point that just because something's original doesn't mean it's good. It's almost like he's going because I mean, there's there's a line in this where he's like, but just before that, where he goes, um, I'm not saying I'm it. I'm saying I'm the I'm I'm saying you deserve you. more. You you come back and say thanks, weird guy, and you go and get better or yeah. whatever, whatever the line is. And I'm like that that for me is so honest with Bo because he's like he's not trying to say I'm the solution. He's just saying I can see these problems and I can articulate them in a way that no one else can. But then he he still like rags other comedians. He has that line where he's yeah. just like this really happened. Yeah, this actually happened. Cool. Yeah, I don't use air quotes correctly. <laughs> Correct. That's 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 one of my favorite single I jokes. What you would say perfect. I don't use air, air quotes, quotes correctly because that, that's that's a very simple two sentence bit. Oh, I mean, it's so complicated. There's there's so many like two sentence jokes in this. Like the you know the like what's the deal with masturbating? On one hand, it feels good. On the one hand, it feels good. <laughs> well, or he like, just walks up. Yeah, you're like he's, there's so like again most of them are most of them are segues. He'll sort of just like plunk them in between sort of like the big jokes that mm-hmm. we're talking about now, just because. I don't know, like it fills the void. It's something he just kn- he like he knows it off by heart. He knows he he knows he's going to be able to just drop it whenever he wants, and it gives him time to do something to move or, or to yeah. reset. Um, yeah, definitely. They're, they're just really fucking. They're so weird. A lot of those those little little, little jokes. They're so clever. Um, uh, to the point where I'm like, that's th- that pithy shit. That's like some Oscar Wilde level stuff that he's working. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. It's it's that kind of very witty. Yeah, the, very uh, British. But like it's still kind of America. It's, just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's. it's I'm not going to get into like American. It's versus very Bo British comedy. It's, it's Bo. It's Bo. Yeah. Well, he's a Canadian. Oh, I don't know. No. I think he's American. Probably. Um, the next song is "Lower Your Expectations," which again is just very funny. Um, yes. It's like now I'm going to lead into the second verse. Yeah. Like, set, obviously setting up setting the second up a, verse because this song. is a comedy show. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit, little bit software, a little bit matter, but still just like a straightforward song that's got a straightforward punchline. Um, and and interesting, like that the show ends with him. Going like from the the piano to the family with the dog, just something to keep in mind. Related to that idea of like, if you just lower your, ex- your expectations, you can be happy. Right. Um. I don't think he's talking about other people. <laughs> I think he's talking about his expectations of himself. But we'll get to that. Uh, and then you go into the drunk versus high sandwiches <laughs> joke, which is so weird. I was sitting at work watching this. I was just fucking just like snickering the corner. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's, the, the, it's, it's the best bit of physical humor I've ever seen him do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then the it's... ending is so weird. The meta anti-punchline <laughs> thing at the end where he's like starts talking to the audience but then he's still in the kitchen and it's just like what? and then the other person is just like this like meta shit's getting really weird yeah and he, and he goes you know when you're writing to a bit you don't know where it's going like, yeah th- i'm like what the fuck like it it it's like brilliant 
um, physical humor undercut <coughs> by just this weird meta thing. Well, and I, and I think like part of like that kind of joke where it's just like, like oh, you know how you start writing something, you don't know where it's going. That's like that's like first draft. Where it's just like you know when you write the first draft and you don't even really know what's going. But this is like this is the final thing. Like there's there's no way this is first draft because because he's done. As, as we, also, as everything's we've seen, to everything's planned to a T. So so then the question is, do you think that that's emblematic? Is he trying to demonstrate something about his career? Because he never planned to be a performer, right? He just got popular on YouTube. Yeah, and he even says that toward the end and in, in the just before the ramp, where he's like, "I got popular very young, and all I know is performing." I feel like it's almost like he he's got this level of talent where like he knows what's funny and he knows what's pe- what people enjoy and you can see that by the fact that he's able to react to a lot of these heckles mm. and do pretty well um so he's clearly you know when he makes a thing thing about wanting to his, to improve his improv like he he's probably pretty much there yeah so i think like <clears throat> this these things that are like so like when he's writing these shows or when when these shows are being formulated when there is something that just like rolls on and he doesn't know where it's going he's just like you know what i'm gonna keep it like this i'm just gonna end it like who gives a right. shit Whereas, like, you know, there, there's clearly parts of the show that have just, like, a lot of work put into them. Pretty much mm-hmm. the songs. Like, they have, you know, the nature of being a song. It means you have to put a lot of effort yeah. into it. Yeah. So, there's, like, I feel like there's parts of this where, like, you know, like, this, the, like the, the actual physical humor section of him making the sandwich. Like, that would have to be, like, down to a T. Like, he'd have to practice it. Second and, like, by second, nail it. yeah. Yeah, because he's got this song playing and it's like, he has to nail it. Whereas when he's got you know when he's just got the bit at the end where again he's still talking to a pre-recorded message so he still has to be on point <laughs> but but it's it's almost an honest admission that he couldn't work out how to end it so he went fuck it let's move on like that's the bit that i i keep getting stuck at is that there's something in it i, I guess we're kind of getting it's, to it with the ending for me like it's we it's interesting that he obviously wrote a script that he didn't know where it was going so he just ended it and then he perfected it and and produced it and Try, like practiced it until he was able to nail it perfectly so that idea of taking something that's not perfect and making it into something good and and like and nailing it it's like doing imperfection perfect like perfectly <laughs> that's such a good description of the whole show too yeah it's it's yeah it's it's perfectly bottled imperfection yeah um and like w- which is interesting then because he does like that theoretically improvised kanye rant as well which like improvised imperfection is Kanye West, where dude just right. says what he's thinking. <laughs> um, the the joke after the drunk versus high sandwiches is the kill yourself another song. Um, it pretty right. much goes yeah. like song bit song bit, um, which is making fun of Katy Perry. Obviously, I don't really have anything insightful to say. Neither does Bo. He's just like <laughs> you. You need to get your shit together and stop <laughs> believing these songs. Right. Um, he does. He does have the great line afterwards where he's like, "Don't kill yourself." <laughs> I hate explaining my jokes, but the one where I tell the audience to kill yeah. themselves feels like it deserves an explanation. Beyond that, I have nothing insightful. Again, the songs really speak for themselves. Yeah. Um. Then you've got the lick my clit and leave son <laughs> pre-plant. It's so weird. Again, another like obvious deconstruction of, for me at least, th- this is again a comment on entertainment and the entertainment industry in particular, the way that like men's inability to emotionally connect is somehow like, there's this thing that happens in movies and TV and like just media in general where like men who are emotionally inarticulate, as long as at a point where it counts, they can admit they have feelings, then they're off the hook. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, your, uh, it's your, you know, uh, bloody How I Met Your Mother, what's his name? Ugh. 
uh, Ted. Ted Todd. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Bad. I was going to um, say Ted Bundy, but I was like, no. I, no one remember. I, I don't think anyone remember. Like, you'll forget how bad that show is. Yeah. But um, yeah, like that. It's it's that exact thing yeah. um, where it's like the 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 inability to understand and connect with your emotions it's forgiven as long as you have a catharsis at a crucial time and Bo was like no 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 <laughs> absolutely not yeah. what you need to do is get your shit together and realize that the trick to being happy is to just actually be vulnerable like or the trick to a relationship at least and for me like to do it in a song where the ending line is lick my clear and leave son and then there's a big <laughs> mic drop like no one else can do that mm. like th- the thing that drives me crazy about the show is no other comedian <laughs> can do this shit do it half as well do it half as complex and because you you can fucking you can watch that whole bit on youtube and be like that's funny yeah. right but if you think about it and you digest it you actually fucking learn something about relationships in a three minute song where half of the lyrics uh suck my dick eat a dick eat a dick sorry and then it's all right like it do you know what like that's just crazy that like that drives me crazy how fucking in tune he is with that shit i think it, it's similar to the to the straight white male song in the sense that it's it's such a it's such a caricature where it's just like it's such an obvious you know like you're listening to the song and similar to like the kill yourself song where the all these songs like you don't really need them to be explained i mean the the kill yourself one he sort of makes a joke about the fact that he's just like i'm going to explain this one because it's like so he doesn't doesn't even explain the song he just tells like he he explains the joke which is (coughs) right 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 yeah but, you know, with, like, the straight white male and this song, it's, like, that kind of... The the character he's playing in the song, this sort of, you know, in the, the straight white male and, like, the boyfriend who can't, like, articulate his feelings, he's playing, like, a very, like, sort of extreme character, like, caricature of mm-hmm. that sort of persona. Right. And it's, you know, when you're listening to the song, you're just like, oh, this is, like, so... Like blatantly, it's so over the top. So yeah, satirical. it's it's yeah, it's like obvious satire. But then he, yeah, he rounds it out at the end with like, you know, in the straight white male one, for one, he gets heckled. Um, and the guy's like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, straight white males, we got we got to get we got to get a cheer for every now and then. Like it's just like, fuck. yeah. <laughs> and in this one with the ending, bit like the the lick my the lick my clit and leaves on, it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like it's not you're not just you're not going to just play like this weird devil's advocate of a character and then just like move to the next joke. You're actually going to kind of round it out a bit or at least add a bit more. This one has a conclusion. Like a lot of the other ones, as you said before, either don't have an ending and he trick like he moves on or he's like, I couldn't work it out to finish it. We're moving on. This one, though, feels like a whole contained thing. That starts with an admission of fake authenticity, which is, it's so, like, that. I think that, that taps into what you're talking about, where he goes, um, we can't keep life out of the show. Then he does this song, which is a parody that is actually about something that really matters. Yeah. Like, it's it's that weird kind of parody, it's the, the horseshoe that you were talking about, it's like doing parody so much that it becomes real. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the fact that it ends is how you can tell that he really, like, fucking cares about how it ends. And then, obviously, this segues into the best part of the show, which is the ending. Um, he has the Me Generation monologue where he's talking about how, like, the show's about performing and that this is where he talks about social media and it makes sense given eighth grade and all the kind of thing that he's interested in now. And he grew up on YouTube and he was always performing on the internet. And it's this idea of, like, that everyone is performing all the time, involuntarily. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that, that, that we'll talk about in a minute when we get to the ending and, and the idea of, like, the facade and bow and that sort of thing is... 
one thing that he taps into that I think not enough people are self-aware of or are talking about is that he's identified as a actual performer, like a performer in inverted commas, because like we're quote unquote performers, right? Right. We have a show once a week um, where we perform content and we decide to share it with an audience very actively. We, but we're not really on social media. Like, we're not tweeting and Instagramming and Facebooking and shit. No, because we don't have enough followers for that shit. Follow me at Literal Citrus on Twitter. Well, but also, like, we're not... We're not... We, like, for me, at least, I don't feel the need to then perform elsewhere. Like, I, I'm good just having my yeah, life. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's a, it's enough of an outlet where it's just like, I don't feel the need to vlog. But it's not my... I'm not... We're not performing our lives. We're performing something that, that is... In the same way that Bo has this pre-planned set. We right. go, this is the content we've decided to do, and it's contained yeah. to this area. We're able, we're able to, like, pretty pretty actively separate big time yeah and like obviously there's some overlap and stuff like that and we talk about like oh well this thing affected me personally but but you can't watch this and be like i understand what david does for a day job and i get like what he does on a saturday morning like a lot of that stuff is inaccessible whereas i think what bo's getting at is when you're in that cycle of performing to everyone all the time for no reason it's the no reason thing that for me is crucial where he's saying like when he's doing his comedy, he's saying, I'm doing it for me, right? He's like, because I need that gratification. I'm a performer. Yeah. But I'm also doing it, hopefully, to give you a night out that you deserve. Um, whereas the opposite is true of the social media stuff. Where he's like, there's just no reason. Like, it's just this yeah. fuse. It's just this hellscape of, like, everyone is audience and participant at the same time. And they're perform- and, and it's just gross yeah. and awful. Um, and then made doubly fucking weird. Okay, so the Kanye West rant is kind of where I want to segue <laughs> into the ending. Um, do you know? Do you understand... Bo's relationship with Kanye West? <clears throat> Not, no. He's like the biggest fan of Kanye West. Okay. So it's like this loving parody. Um, and for those of you who kind of had trouble passing the rant because it's a bit complex, he, he's joking about Pringle cans <laughs> and how he can't fit his hand inside a Pringle can. Um, and then how bur- like the burritos are hard because they get overstuffed a lot. And he's just um, like, you could have just told me. Like I would I would I would have not would have taken out half of the shit right. Yeah, if I but knew it, it wouldn't fit. But there's this there's this moment and it's fucking crazy. This this is part of the reason why I watch it when I have a really bad mental health day. There's a moment in toward the end of the rant where he goes, "I can pretend all my biggest problems are Pringle cans. But my biggest problems you." And then he just he just auto he just yells into the microphone <laughs> that's auto tuned for like <laughs> a solid two minutes. And it's just like it's like on like I don't think he's not doing a bit he's not performing he's just like fucking I'm angry about this shit Jeez, like he's just it's your laptop okay it's fine all right it's mag- <laughs> I'm just, I'm just but watching, he's just like he's just, just like out. he's just like frustrate he's just letting his frustration out right and it comes because it, it's auto tuned it comes out as this like woo like all this cool sound and shit yeah but like every time I watch it I can see him not performing and it's like that one fucking moment of honesty where he's like he just goes fuck this fuck all of this like right. that that frustration of i want to please you and i also want to like give you the night out but the, like i need this it's for me that that like push and pull of that is what ends up in that last bit being so fucking dumb but also super powerful like it's very dumb it's like, so stupid it's so fucking dumb like even when he when he's when he's sort of you know he'll do this with a, a lot of his songs where <clears throat> he'll open it with something like dumb it'll be like a stupid stupid bit about fucking Pringles cans. Mm-hmm. But then he'll sort of move it into like um <clears throat> sort of like this like super introspective kind of like message. And it's similar to the um to the ending of what with like the the three characters where it's like first it's just like this weird sort of like 
like mime kind of thing. It's like a voicemail. Yeah. yeah. And then he starts like playing with their voices and like, it's like, oh, this is like kind of silly. But then he like turns it into the, um, <clears throat> the, we think you, we think we, think we, we know, know you. you. It's so clever. And you're like, oh, wow. That's like, okay, that's pretty interesting. And then this one, it's like, he does a similar things where at first it's like, can't fit my hand in the Pringle can. I wouldn't have taken half this shit if I knew it wouldn't fit. And then the, he sort of gets like really introspective with that bit where, yeah, he sort of like starts talking about some real shit but then like he'll bring it back to like i wouldn't take the lettuce if i knew it wouldn't fit yeah. like what is like why are you still talking about the lettuce but th- th- there's a great moment too where he's like i want to have a daughter and then it's like because they don't have someone around looking for the head it's like because and i think for him because he's because it's it's that fight to be authentic but knowing that being authentic isn't for him at least it's not fun like when other comedians are like this thing actually happened right it's like funny because they're comedians, but mm. he's like, that's, when I do it, it's not funny. It's fucking, it's a, it's grim. So, right? like, you know, he'll he'll come and be, yeah, he'll be like, I want to have a daughter. But, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to make this funny. Uh, Pringles cans. Right. It's it's almost like that last bit is him admitting, like, I, like I have a job. Like, you know, he even says uh, toward the start of the show, he's like, I'm in the service industry. I'm just overpaid. Right. <laughs> like, well, he's like, I have a job to do. But at the same right. time, I'm supposed to get, like. Because he gets so much out of it. He's like, I'm supposed to have some kind of spiritual catharsis from all of this. And I think, for me at least, or one of the things this show makes me think about a lot, and we'll get to the last song in a minute, but it's that the whole show is this containment thing for his anxiety. Um, because he has such final control over everything, it becomes this way of containing his anxiety. But because of how planned it is, we know he was anxious about performing it, and it nearly like to the point where like it nearly ruined him. You can kind of you can see a bit of that when the heckler at the very start, the second time when she's like, "I love the idea of you." He's like, "No." He's like, "I'm trying to immortalize." I was only this. able to do handle one heckle. Yeah. You don't get another. There's one. There's a level of panic there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And 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 I guess for me then, the, it, the, there's a huge paradox there where it's like, to to be the guy who's getting up on stage and criticizing everyone else for not being authentic. By means of not being authentic and parodying things, which is him being his authentic self because he's the guy that makes fun of everything. Right. To then at the very end of his, probably what is going to be his final stand-up from what he said. Yeah. To then end it with a joke that's a parody of Kanye West that is just then him, just him yelling in frustration into a microphone at the end. Like, it's almost like he's getting to the end and he's going, like, maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe this, maybe like this isn't going to make me happy. Which then it's interesting. So, so obviously he's got the notebook that he takes with him on stage to every single performance he's ever done. And at the end of this one, he takes it with him um, into a shed, takes it off stage. Uh, I'm just going to read some of the lyrics and I just want to get what you think about this. Because I, for me at least, this is like, this song is rough, man. Yeah. Like it's rough. Um, quote, I really want to try to get happy. And I think that I could get it if I didn't always panic every time I'm an, I'm unhappy, like I'm owed some life where I'm always like happy, which is stupid because I wouldn't even want it if I got it. Wait, oh God, my dad was right. You're everything you hated. Are you happy? <coughs> End quote. So are we then to believe, given the notebook and everything like that, that Bo is basically admitting like that the performance stuff that he started doing, this comedy, this criticism, all this stuff, like it hasn't fixed him. He's still not happy. Like, is this is this him realizing that the only way to improve the state of the entertainment industry and his own mental health is to commit to just making stuff that he 
Like, because then he goes on and makes eighth grade, right? So, is it, like, which is the most authentic thing I've ever seen. Right. Is it? He's is it also him? not in it. Which is, I think, interesting. Is it him admitting that he's the problem? He's like, if I can take myself out of it, then I can be authentic. But in doing so, isn't that removing a level of authenticity? And just the, the, <laughs> the fucking, like, you're everything you hated, are you happy? Like, it just, that gets me every time. Like, that's why I watch this when I'm, like, having a bad day. Because I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Because we we all get ourselves here, right? Right. There's no one else to blame for m- most of the most of the time. No one else to blame for how you deal with shit. We all, we're all here. We're all kind of <laughs> fucked up. And that song to me. And then when he goes out to the family and he's theoretically happy, is what's your t- take on all that? Like, do you, do you think that him giving up the performing and saying it's no longer about me? I think. Do you know well, what I mean? When the first time we watched, the first time we did this was before eighth grade. Big time. Which is, I think, a big, like, a big sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because now that we're in a post-eighth grade world where Bo Burnham has quite successfully done something that <clears throat> doesn't involve him or at least doesn't have him performing, because mm-hmm. that's his main sort of thing, is that he doesn't like performing. Yeah. I think it's sort of... I think the end of this the end of this show is like it is more of like him just being like, Yeah, I'm done. Like I'm I'm dropping it. Like Definitely. this is the end of it. Definitely. Like the like leaving the notebook behind, like the the very like on the nose, like heaven imagery. Like yeah. when he opens the door and the fucking church bells ring. It's like he's killing the facade or something. Like yeah. the facade's dead. Like it's it's sort of like a and I don't know whether you know, w- the end of the show is always of this show has always been like, oh, like is that his real family or like whatever? I don't think um, that's the point, though, is it? Yeah, and I I don't think it is either. I think it's a case of like, it's a theoretical move from where he is unhappy to where he is happy, um, and I think, or at least away from what he was. Yeah, it's actually happening. So I think in like in post eighth grade, the times we live in right now. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it is sort of that, like that. He's he's sort of just like dropping it, and it's just like you know what? Like here's my parting words. Think about it. Mm. It's almost like a weird thing where like he knew he was gonna go on and do a movie and do something else. Like he wasn't just gonna like drop off the face of the earth, which would seem rather be like ah, oh, so just like give up. But then, I th- whereas like now, like after eighth grade, it's just like no, 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 no. just. Do something else. Just do something different that isn't about me. Yeah, do something else that isn't about you. Do something else that it's still that like you enjoy because you know it's it's still creativity. Like from from doing this stand up and music to doing eighth grade, it's still that same kind of creative aspect. But it's a it's a it's a different type. You know, when you when you're making a film, not that I have made a film. Oh, I've made a film. I've made like. Yeah five minute joke films with friends we've worked on plenty of things yes it's it's a case of you know it's a different process it's for one it's not in front of a fucking audience you know you don't have to do it multiple times the same thing like pretending like it's new every single time and it's for everyone except you really yeah it's it sort of comes out and you know whether you're in it or you're not it's never just like you it's it's usually always like there's other people. people yeah it's a collaborative project and i guess that for when you make something with people that's different than making something that 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 is about you and f- for you and that you get stuff you get something from yeah and i guess like to 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 end and to move into the recommendations i guess the one thing that i that my takeaway from this always is 
like the only way you can really like get your shit together and like kind of or at least in my experience is to move away from that performance and that social media and to really examine like what it is like what is it that that you want to do to help take yourself out of the question are you happy instead of saying are you happy look at like what can i do instead to help serve others and that's really what eighth grade is for me and that's kind of i think the message of the show and it sounds altruistic i know that we don't like we're not people that are like help everyone or whatever but i think like yeah yeah if, if you can make stuff that isn't about you or you can make stuff that that lets you exist outside of that constant lens and and, and examination i think that i'm with but you should i think you should disengage and not live your life with yeah. an audience it's like leave totems not idols it's like leave like symbolism leave back like works of art don't leave don't like leave back an enshrinement of you yeah exactly because it's like if you leave an enshrinement of you you'll never live up to that like that shrine will outlive you absolutely and it's like you'll just go on and die yeah. and then it's just like well shit <laughs> i mean the, the thing i always think about is shakespeare was this guy who was so afraid of dying that he tried to immortalize himself but the irony is that the myth of shakespeare eclipsed him because most of his work was stolen because he was so desperate to be this guy that was like that lived forever and he was trying to be this immortal character. But the irony is that no one knows who he was because a lot of his work was stolen and his myth outlived him. Right. No one knows what he was really like. And I guess that that's the lesson there is, is just do your best and try and make things that actually matter and that you give a shit about. Um, do you have any recommendations for this week? No. No, Ben's been sick as shit. Yeah, I've been playing Monster Hunter World and that's yeah. about it. It's just, it's, it's, it's like the replacement for Warframe. Yeah. It's just like one drug to another. Just like tap just me, give up, me in boy. That, give me up, boys. Yeah. Giddy up. Um, I've been... I watched Stranger Things Season 3. Just came okay. out. It's pretty good. I think it's my favorite season so far. Actually. I. It's like that show I need to watch and I just haven't. Mm, I think you'll hate it. Okay. Um, I won't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, and then I've also started... This will come into the post. I've also started watching Good Omens. I have as well. Um, but I've only so, seen like two episodes. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've, I'm still playing Darkest Dungeon. I have a problem. <laughs> It's all right. Step on. I'm nearly at like 200 hours. The second one's nearly out, so. <laughs> and then that'll just be step two. Juice me up, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, where can people find us? Facebook. At DCMWorks Social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCMWorks. Twitter. At DCM underscore works. Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCM works. Uh, jump in there. You can support us from three bucks a month to get access to all kinds of behind the scenes content. We're about to film our post show. Currently, the only way to get it is through our Patreon uh, we're going to be live streaming again soon. We just haven't really finalized our setup yet. Um, this weird. sets kind of confusing. In Australia, yeah. and internet doesn't help. So we're we're getting there. Um, but hopefully that'll be live streaming soon. You can get that either live or if you are a patron, you get it in both audio and video format. Um, otherwise, we have a Discord now that we're oh, shit. soft launching. A, yeah, you need to, need to incorporate dis- that. Okay. I don't have a URL yet. It's probably going to be put it. It's probably going to be dcm.works slash Discord, but I'm working on it. You'll have to um, do like a redirect. Anyway, we'll that's easy. Um, but we're kind of soft rolling it out. Um, we've got most of the staff on it now, and we're just kind of getting the Patreons involved, and hopefully yeah. it'll go properly public when this goes out. Um, yeah, probably. I'll put a link in the show notes to join that. It's the bet. Like, honestly, it's just going to be us talking about stuff that we like in a way. Like sharing memes. Yeah, and, and it's us. It's so we going to be pretty casual. <laughs> I mean, like, what's already there, like, there was a discussion between Aaron and I about Chuck Palahniuk that... We just got really, really deep really quickly. Yeah. So if, if you like the way that we, and we talk started about stuff, posting like really bad, like boomer political cartoons, yeah. it just, you know, shit gets, just usual shit gets us, weird. Usual yeah. us. So um, go check that out. And uh, it's a great place to kind of 
come hang out and kind of build a community. And if you're a Patreon, you get uh, access to special rooms, behind the scenes, early access. And also, that's the only place at the moment where you can suggest things for our recommendation segment. So if you're watching something, listening to something, uh, jump into the Discord, let us know what it is, and we'll uh, share it on the show. Maybe we'll watch it and do an episode on it. Who knows? Cool. Uh, yeah, that, that will happen. That one. Uh, otherwise, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at DCMA <laughs> Pie. I'm at Literal Citrus. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.